Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster. Oh, the Emperor has been expecting you. You're gonna get your mind right. Warning. Common sense incoming. Alive. It's alive! Warning. This contains explicit material suitable for children. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is The Black. Live from high atop the Astoria Ballroom in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. After years and years of doing the right stuff, we decided to do the right stuff the right way. And this, as the lady says, is the blab. Very excited to say hello to everybody in the uh, in the known universe. If you're watching on Facebook Live right now, obviously you're not seeing anything except the blab graphic, and that's all you're going to see. <laughs> Until I change the graphic out, because I think we announced last week that we've decided to go strictly audio, and it's a whole long bunch of reasons why, but the truth of the matter is, who gives a shit? It's just as good this way. And what's really exciting is, instead of all that Zoom crap that we had to do, right here in the studio, after a brief hiatus of, when did you jump out of here? Like March? March. So it's been like, what, seven months? Seven or eight months, yeah. That you've been on uh, quarantine? Yes. Dave's back in the studio, and we couldn't have picked a more perfect time for him to return to the studio when we're not doing video anymore, and you can't see him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Well, I, was, I was never easy on the eyes. No, and what it does, well, yeah, come on. What it does, though, is it creates a circumstance where now you're, you're back on quality. As, as our friend Jim said to me this morning, you know, I watched you guys, and it was really good with what you were doing, but Dave didn't sound as good as you did because of the quality of the mics. I said it's because he was all the way across town Yes, on a Radio Shack microphone. So he's not on a Radio Shack microphone. All right, so here's the deal. So audio podcast, most of the folks who are, I think we took account, all three of the fans are currently listening to the show as yes. a podcast, not as a vidcast. Um, so basically it'll just be that it'll be kind of what we do when we're just sitting around chatting with a few exceptions. We brought along some of the stuff that we, uh, did on the vidcast. Like for example, by golly, each and every week, there's gotta be a big blab story. <laughs> and heavens to Merg. I mean, gosh, what's going on? Yeah, that's what uh, I think. There's an election, and for graphic purposes, let me throw this up. David shared this with me he late, said late, late this afternoon. He said, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. He uh, he sent me this, and I had seen it this morning. I'm, I'm going to throw it up, and because obviously the the vidcast people can see it if you're watching live and later on. But uh, for audio folks, it's a uh, it's the United States of America, one of those maps like you're getting shown on all the news stations, and it looks like it was colored in by. What do you think? 18-month-old, a two-year-old, yeah, maybe a three-year-old? That sounds about right. Crayons. It's it's a ha-ha. It's one of those funny kind of things while we talk about the election. So here's the thing. Uh, obviously, at this time, and, and this time being, what time is it? It's right around 5.30 Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time, on uh, Wednesday, the day after Election Day. And this thing still isn't decided, although the breaking news in the last few minutes or half hour or so whatever is they've called michigan for biden yes, for biden earlier an hour or two or three or four ago they Trump called wisconsin, wisconsin. Yes. so now he's like what six, six. seven electoral votes shot? i think it's six electoral votes shot. nevada has 
Well, there it is. Nevada six. has six. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. But I had read an article about three hours ago that said that Nevada had announced they're not announcing. They're, they won't be announcing anything at, right. at least until tomorrow because of the amount of counting that they're doing. Yeah, they have. They have a lot of. Uh, what, what did they? He was on Fox News uh, when I the, the Nevada Nevada was on Fox News and, and he, <laughs> Nevada the guy named Johnny Nevada. Um, and the uh, director of elections or whatever that person is that's in charge of everything. Yeah, Johnny Nevada. Yeah, Johnny Nevada. And he basically said the uh, the election day mail-in votes. Yeah. Everything was counted up into the ones that came in yesterday or today. Yeah. As long as they were postmarked, you know, by the by election day, they're, they're counted. Yeah, as they should be. Right, right. So uh, he said that's that's why, and they want to make sure they get all those votes. So, so you, are you a betting man? Uh, I think Biden will get that because most of the, the most of the mail ins are, are are going blue, right? You know, so I, I would I would think Biden will get that there. All right, so let's jump to the obvious question now. I think that comes along with that. Um, assuming, and I, you and I talked about this before we went on. I I still have, and I freely admit it. I still have 2016 PTSD. Plus, you and I chatted this morning because I came over and hit golf balls after peeing in a cup at uh, one of our finer um, restaurants. (laughs) You know, they don't like it when you criticize the food, but when you just symbolically pee in the cup cup to let them know that you're not happy with it, they get all bent out of shape. No, I had to go to the, what the hell? I was going to say urgent care. Urologist. No, no. It was uh, LabCorp. Oh, LabCorp. You get a test. My doctor sent me over for, I'm having some urinary issues, and so I had to go pee and blah, blah. And it was right around the corner from the golf course. Yeah. But you and I talked about it, and at that time, it was kind of smelling like Donald was headed towards, you know, term number two. Yeah. And Big uh, change from this morning. Well, because. And you know what? Honest to God, I, I think... It's cool, okay? And what's cool? Well, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. I think this this whole thing with the, the mail-in, the early voting, all that kind of stuff, but mostly the mailing in was the direct result of COVID. Yes, yes. Under ordinary circumstances, I think, in my humble O, it would have been, and it is in its own way, but I think it would have been really exciting and really cool and kind of look how we all kind of figured out a way to get it done anyway. Right, right. The fact that it's going to be a pain in the ass and that Donald's going to have 50 lawyers up everybody's ass because he's a spoiled, rotten fucking brat and he won't do the right thing kind of takes a little of that away. But the principle of it getting done, because well, we always talk about right, this, the right. system at work and how America flexes when it needs to do what it needs to do, I think it, that's a wonderful testament yeah, I, th- I think it is. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it has flaws like anything. Um, and I think you and I discussed this a while back. No matter what mode of uh, voting they come up with, there's going to be people who find a way to fuck with it. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, that's just the nature of... You know how many bluegrass musicians it takes to change a light bulb? <laughs> how many? Two. One to play the music and one to bitch about it being electric. <laughs> There's always, yes. yeah, there's always yeah. somebody who's not going to be happy with the system. Right. You know? Unfortunately, in this particular case, the main person who's not happy with the system is the guy it's who's the in charge yeah, of the, the entire system, such as it yeah. is. And it just reflects badly on him <laughs> as if, you know. Yeah. Well, I honestly think, um, regardless of which party won, and, and I, I pointed this out to you, there, and we didn't know the specifics as with regards to, you know, what the left and what the right did. I think that. 
both both sides were lining up lawsuits, you know. Well, we could have that discussion, which could easily turn into an argument. I'll give you my 10-second feeling about that, and we ended up, we're going to end up sounding like Siskel and Ebert on opposite sides of a movie. But I think, and I agree with you, I think the Democrats did mm-hmm. do, but I think they did and do in response and reaction to be proactive, knowing full well that Donald already had tens of thousands of lawyers lined up to start fucking with this thing 10 seconds after it went down if he didn't and, win. Yeah, that very well could be the case. You know? you know, so I would be betting my money on that. And, you know, the problem with with always painting the seeming or seemingly, which I know that people like me do or basically perceive that way, is that we're always painting the Democrats as the good guys. You know what? It goes back to that scene and I, we clipped last week when we were still doing the vid thing from that movie with uh, Michael Keaton and Randy Quaid. And Keaton said to Quaid, when did you start getting so paranoid? And Quaid said, when they started plotting against me. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that I paint the Democrats the way they are and the Republicans the way they are is because, fuck, that's the way they are. If the situation reverses itself at any point, you know, I'm a big boy and I'm, I'm a gracious man. I have no problem with saying, you know, the Democrats are at fault here and the Republicans are the good guys. But in this scenario, if Donald Trump, if everything was exactly the same as it is, except Donald Trump had run on the Democratic ticket and become the Democratic president of the United States, I'd be saying exactly the same thing I'm saying, except that the parties would be reversed. Because that's who's making, well, yeah, that's who's making the stink. Yeah, I know that you are not a Donald fan. So, well, uh, he, this, he, he could have run as a Martian, and you wouldn't have liked him. So, I know, I do know that. No, but I'll tell you why. In a, in a kind of a even, however, this turns out, and it would have been more applicable had, and it still might. This is one of those things where we'll see when we see. And I'm, yeah, okay. And personally. My feeling about Trump or my spidey sense about Trump tells me I'm not going to believe this is a done deal until January 20th when I see Joe Biden's right hand up and he says, so help me God. Right. <laughs> until that moment, anything and everything is possible and nothing is beneath this guy. But here's a here's the thing. Chew on this for a second. I kind of promoted this. He said you. I kind of promoted this. <laughs> he said pussy. No, I didn't. Either. I kind of promoted this episode briefly this afternoon by saying that, that the title of the episode would be, and it turned out not to be, would be the two words I think sum up America 2020, and by that I mean this election. One of those words is con, and not as in con, and not and <laughs> now, not, not my favorite con. No, and not as in pros and cons, but con is in con job, and we'll talk about that in a minute. The other word is fear, okay? A lot of memes floating around today. A lot of people unrealistically expected a blowout from the get-go, popular vote and electoral vote. That was foolish. Well, naive. Not for me to say it's foolish. You people were foolish. Uh, But the fact that it got as tight as it got as soon as it got, and still, after four years of what we've all lived through together, this thing was still so fucking close. And a lot of the memes were like, how in the world... After everything this guy has done and continues to do, can people blah, 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 blah. So I got to thinking about that because I thought, well, you know, if we just had a podcast where we could talk about it, <laughs> then I'd have some topics. You'd have a forum. I'd have a forum, <laughs> a platform. And here it is. And here's the word fear. And if I was asked to be a guest on a show and somebody asked me that question, like, hey, how can they call? I would say fear. Okay. And here's the short philosophical version. Fear is, is everything in life and motivates us almost all the time. We're all afraid of something. 
Yes. We're afraid of living. We're afraid of dying. We're afraid of spiders. We're afraid of snakes. We're afraid of being robbed. We're afraid of being raped. We're afraid. We're afraid. We're afraid. All of us. I am too. This is not a preaching thing. This is not those people are afraid. Donald Trump is a Jedi master at playing on people's fears. And that's how I got elected in the first place. I'm superstitious enough to not say specifically that that's why he did or didn't get reelected because it, you know, it could go either way. But that's why. For a lot of people. Okay. Vote for me or. Well, the thing popped into my head when this thought first occurred to me, and I had just finished peeing at the uh, lab course. So maybe at the it, restaurant. Maybe it was my at the restaurant. Maybe it was my empty bladder that was motivating me. But I said, think about this. Four years ago, one of the first fears that got him cooking. We're going. I'm going to build a wall, and the Mexican yeah. and and Mexico's going to pay for it because what was the fear? The fear was the great brown horde was going to come pouring over the border, raping and pillaging, and et cetera. And Donald, if you don't vote for me. Well, here we are four years later. Near as I can tell, there's no wall. And I don't know about you, but I ain't seen no big brown horde come flying over the border. So where's all that shit? Well, because that fear was last time's fear. There's new fears now. But isn't isn't fear a political motivator, you know, historically throughout all of history? Isn't it a, a useful tool for politicians? Sure it is. But there's... Again, this gets into that, you know, we, we tend to, you and me and we, we tend to divert back into that same sort of, it comes in different versions and different flavors, but if you strip away the shit, it always comes right back to the, that argument you and I have that says, well, you say everybody does it, and I say, but that's not a valid premise because it's, you know, it's, 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 it's facile because it makes, it conflates everything as if it was on an even playing field with equality of, of intensity and et cetera. And it's not the analogy that I used right, this morning. Right. We talked about this. Well, everybody, you know, murderers murder. They're all murderers. Well, the person who kills somebody in a moment's rage and sticks a knife in him and they fall down dead is a murderer. And then the person that goes into, you know, Richard Speck was the guy that went in and slaughtered the nine, 12 nurses. He's a murderer, too. Right. You telling me those two things are the same thing? Of course not. OK. And. So anyway, fear. That's right. why. Because uh, socialism, fear of socialism. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. And it's sort of, you know, you just have to be that guy in the disaster movie who's, who's laughing because you get it. Maybe the way Jorel kind of after he got, you know, before they got blown all to hell, but after he'd sent Kal-El to Earth and the kid, he knew the kid was safe. You gotta imagine he and his wife just kind of kicked back and had a cold one before the the planet finally blew up, and he laughed, and he just said, "At this point, all you can do is laugh because these people are so fucking stupid, right?" And the shit that's about to go down is going to be so disastrous that there's nothing left but comedy. You know, it's just- that, that yeah, that that's true, that's true. But but my point is, yeah, it's a tool. Fear is a tool that that's been used historically by by yeah all and, politicians and what. So, you know, maybe some politicians are better at using that tool, you know, like you, like Donald. He was very good at using that tool. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's used in every election. I mean, from from the they're going to take I'm, away your you know what I'm saying. They're I did. Take I said your, I think I said that at the outset. I said yeah. it's been doing that way and they all do it since the get go. But I'm not sure you're stating fact to me and I, I agree with your right, fact. But right. what what's your point? They all do it. <laughs> And 
Uh, yeah. This is a discussion we always have. Well, it's circular, but I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's because you because you won't wise up and see things my way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you just if, if I would just see things your way, if you would just see things my way. Here's the other part. I said the second word. The first word was fear. The second word is con. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not God. God. I'll put it back on the buttons, but when yeah. we have room, I got some other stuff on there this week. Didn't have room. Um, the guy. You've heard me say this before. I don't like his, and I'm certainly not alone. There's millions and millions of people who feel the same way. Right, right. I don't like his approach. I don't like his behavior. I don't like his personality. I don't like his sociopathy. I don't like his narcissism. I don't. He's an obnoxious fucking human being. He's I will selfish, agree with that. Pampered, spoiled, rotten motherfucker. I think I've called him a dumpster fire of a human. There being. you go. Yes. A lot of people have, and I envy in some ways, I envy them their obtuseness and being able to just put that aside or make that, well, it doesn't matter as long as he's getting the job done. But you know what? His getting the job done is illusory, number one, because if you go back and look at the list of things that have been done, you could take any presidency over the last 50 years or 60 years, and you could find a long fucking list of things they had signed and bills they had done and little of this and little of that and some of this and some of that. When it comes to the big shit, the things that really account, you know, where's the wall? Where's the healthcare system? Where's the, where's the, where's the? He's, he's a con artist. He's excruciatingly good at it. But the worst part of it is, it's like if this guy was a revolutionary thinker and he was just a blunt tool like he is, my confidence and I'm, you know, you know me, and I think you understand, I think you would believe me when I tell you I would be Man enough, gracious enough, whatever the case may be, to be able to say, I hate this motherfucker, but boy, he's really getting it done. But he's not. It's all bullshit. It's the con. He's Mr. He's Mr. Haney from Green Acres, okay? And it's, it's intellectually infuriating, and right, has been right. for all these years, for people who, and idiots, you know, the, the, the deplorables, fuck them. They're always going to be the deplorables, all right? Reasonably intelligent people. I told you, you know. Jack Nicholas mm-hmm. broke my heart. Jack, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> the guy's a con man. He's a con man, and he's conning you. But yeah. but you know, and how about how about two hundred and how about two hundred and thirty three thousand people as of today are dead from COVID? And how many of those people would still be alive if this thing had been gotten? And I don't give a fuck where it came from. I don't care about the world health. I I, I concede. All of that. Right. But in return, I demand that I get the concession that Donald sat on it. Oh, he he, too he, long. he admitted that he sat on it uh, and, and he should have had. It's the mixed messaging that I didn't like. It's the it, you know, he sh- it should have been one message where wear are fucking mask. And I think I told you if he didn't want to come out and say it, he should have had Melania do it. <laughs> Be messed. She, be messed. <laughs> She's a hell of a lot easier on the eyes anyway. But, but yeah, that's and Biden's what, And then Biden's remark at one, I think it was one of the debates, I don't remember, but he said it. He said, a, a person who is, who is, he didn't say responsible for it, but a person who would, who would do that to the tune of that many Americans dying has no business being president of the United States. And yet yesterday, right. almost 50% of this country 
Well, said, well, yes, he does. Well, I think what happened in the debates is when it came out, it was like he has no business. So, blah, 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 blah. I think that's what, that's what Biden said. <laughs> you you read into it a lot. But. Sure, but I'll take you know I'll take that any day of the week. And so and again, so a lot of this ends up, ends up stepping over the line of the rehash of you know right. You, right. you love Donald, you hate Donald, 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 Donald. All I'm talking about is the the, the motivation behind people who continue to support the guy. They're they're being hustled, and they and it's it's like. Or it's or he's addressed the one thing that they care about. I think I brought, I brought that up. The, the single issue voter. Okay. Uh, yes, and I agree with that premise. The problem that I have with it when I'm trying to make some sense of that is to say, then what is what 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 one issue is that? I mean, well, pick an issue, pick a, a major issue, a medium issue, even you know, of, of size that say, well, you know, there's, and I tell you what, I do hear a lot of. I'll give you one back without that answering my own question. Mm-hmm. Well, the economy. Well, once again, yeah. the stock market, you know, I thought to myself, you know what? And I'll tell you why Jack Nicholas broke my heart, because there's no other. And I don't know the man. Right. I assume he's an intelligent guy, but he's obviously, I would think, very wealthy. Oh, yeah. So he had to benefit from the tax cut stuff and all the rest of that. Really, Jack? There's 233,000 people dead. There's no wall. There's no health care system. Really, Jack? Really? Yeah, I- really? Yeah. And, and that's the part that I think a lot of people say, you know, because he's not a obnoxious, self-centered. No, 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 no. Let yeah. me finish the thought. He's not a self-centered, obnoxious, revolutionary thinker with a brilliant mind, the stable genius who's going to take you. From oh, I thought you were talking about Jack. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. No, right. Donald, yeah. he's a doorknob. Okay. He yeah. wouldn't be he wouldn't be third assistant manager at AutoZone if he hadn't had his daddy's money. I tell you what, if he was though, it would be the best AutoZone. <laughs> tippy tippy top. I'm telling you, man, he's Mister Haney from Green Acres. <laughs> All right, stand by. We're going to take periodically little short turns just to just to flip it around a little bit. And you know, was it Wink Martindale? I'm trying to think of the game show host. Wink Martindale was a game show. host. I know, but I'm trying to think of whether it was him or whether it was um, who the who the hell was he? Monty Hall. No, I'm thinking of Bob Eubanks and somebody, Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery, yes. Chuck Woolery used to have this thing where he would go, we'll be back in two and two. And he'd turn his little fingers around because I think it meant four minutes of commercial. Right, right. We're not going to do four minutes of commercial, so we'll do this. We'll be back in uh, 20 seconds. So, here's the thing. Now, uh, we, we thought we'd bring this over from the uh, the original Bidcast presentation. And believe it or not, it translates even with a little opening. You'll hear the music and it'll all make sense. And even if you don't see the graphics, that's okay, too. And I know Dave's excited about this because we invented Well, actually, I invented it a month or so ago, whatever it was. And we've done it four or five times now. And Dave's been in the hot seat because <laughs> that's just the way it goes. But now it's my turn, buddy. It's time to play. On the, uh, what the hell is it? On the button or uh, bullshit. Yeah. That's good theme music. I like that. It is. Well, I that's, like that. that's been playing each time. But you've been you've been what you've, shit, you've been I'm, you've been on the defensive on the other end because you've been waiting to see how in what way I was going to yes. try to embarrass you, which was never the intention. It was <laughs> always just to have fun. Actually, I've 
other than the Johnny Rivers one, I did fairly well on you most did. of them. Well, yeah. you did. You know, you didn't do as I was well fucking well. lost on the Johnny Rivers one. Well, I did. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Anyway, if you haven't joined us before, or you haven't seen this, or you've forgotten how this works, basically it's a glorified way of doing true or false shit, but here's how it goes. He will ask me some questions, and I will answer them as to whether it's on the button or whether it's bullshit. And you see if it's on the button, that means it's true, and if it's bullshit, right, that's right. It's, it's, it's high-gloss shit, so there you go. All right, and I'll have to work the buttons on the ding and the shit, but, yeah. but I'll answer. And go ahead. Take your, what, is, there right. a, is there a general topic? or is General this- topic, we're going to test your knowledge, your mafia knowledge. <laughs> La cosa Santino, <laughs> what have I done to make you treat me so disrespectful? Uh, okay. Luca Brazzi, my first, most very good friend. First question, Scott. Uh, first question, did Kres- you say? Question. <laughs> First question. Okay. Uh, first question. Uh-huh. During World War II, the U.S. government struck a deal with Lucky Luciano uh-huh. to provide intel to the Navy and to relieve the enemy threat to the docks of New York City. Uh-huh. True or false? It's on the button or bullshit. Okay, I'm sorry. You have to use the you have on to use the button the, or bullshit. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's on the button. Actually, that's a trick question. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> right out of the box. Welcome to Revenge Playhouse. Yes, this is Revenge Playhouse. No, uh, that happened. Okay. But Meyer Lansky brokered the deal because Lucky Luciano was in prison at the time. Oh, the old Luciano in prison gambit. And, and the reward for securing the docks in New York City was uh, Lucky Luciano would be freed, but then the U.S. government kind of deported him right. <laughs> back to Italy. All right. I can see for the weeks that you're asking the questions. I'm going to have to put the Tommy Lee Jones soundbite up from the fugitive where, where Harrison Ford said, I didn't shoot my wife. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> All right. What's next? All right. Number two. Number two. On December 16th, 1985, Big Paul Castellano, the head of the Gambino crime family, was Shot to death outside Sparks Steakhouse I'm sorry, in New that. York City by John Gotti. Uh-huh. Because he was upset that uh, Carlo Gambino had not named <laughs> Gotti the head of the Gambino uh-huh. crime family and, uh-huh. and named Big Paul his brother-in-law instead. Uh-huh. True or false? Or? Oh, uh, ding, ding or move. <laughs> ding or move, motherfucker. <laughs> you know... First of all, I have to tell you that the number of names that you crammed into that one question, first of all, defies the imagination. Second of all, at about the third name, you crossed over and I really don't give a fuck. So I'm just going to say it's bullshit. Actually, you're correct. You are correct. Uh, John, John Gotti was upset that Neil Delacroce had not been. <laughs> I got you. I've I got you on this one, Scott. I don't care. Okay, I'm going to get... Here's an easy one for you. It's a Godfather reference. Okay. Uh, the Morris Mo Green character of The Godfather uh-huh. was based on a real-life mobster, Tony Spilatro, who ran Las Vegas in the early years. True or false? Well, now, I'm going to say false or bullshit because, as I recall, it was loosely based on... Um, fuck. Um, this is a senior moment. Don't tell me. Okay. I have, you're you're uh, on the right path. Though. Bugsy Siegel. Yes. Yeah, yes. Ben Siegel, who invented Las Vegas. Yes. If you've seen the Warren Beatty and Nett Benning classic film mm-hmm. called uh, Bugsy. See that one I knew. There you go. And uh, the name that I gave you, Tony Spilatro, was, was the Joe Pesci character in Casino. 
I, you know, I've never seen Casino. Oh, you haven't? He, I haven't. Yeah. I've sat through. I love Goodfellas, and I can sit through that. Appreciate it, but I'm like, I, somebody had just said to me one time offhandedly, yeah, it's like Goodfellas in, a, in Las Vegas. And I'm like, okay, well, I've already seen it. Dude, it's, so. you'd like it. It's really good. Right. Yeah, because it's factual. But uh, so What's I'm a ute? A ute. Oh, no, that's, sorry. <laughs> Different joke. But Palatro actually ran Vegas from 71 to 85, 1971 to 1985. Okay. So, yeah. So Those of you who are, you know, writing your master's thesis in, in <laughs> Italian, uh, obscure Italian gangster information, be sure and save this week's episode. A lot of references. Uh, here we go. Uh, Salvatore Maranzano. <laughs> Was the first leader of of what he dubbed La Cosa Nostra, and uh-huh. uh, he's the one who established the, the the five families, the code of conduct, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, two of the most po- powerful families were the Genovese family and the Gambino family. Uh-huh. Okay, that's that's they they emerged from the mar- from the restructuring. Okay, uh-huh. okay. So now now you're on board. You know, I forgot to mention to you that this segment. <laughs> It's actually not supposed to be an entire episode of a show. We could we could do a spinoff if you want. But, okay. You know. Well, he named Lucky in Luciano. In a hundred words or less, ask na- me the fucking question. He named Lucky Luciano boss of bosses. Oh, it's again. True or false? I don't care, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say bullshit just because it was the first button I pushed. True. Okay. True. Well. So hey, and then the very last one is another Godfather question, which you'll probably get. I can't go in a more convenient time. Hey, Mario Puzo inspired was inspired to write the Godfather after reading the Valachi papers. You, you've heard of the Valachi papers, right? Yeah, Joe Valachi. Joe Valachi. Yeah. Okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, I would be guessing. I'm going to say it's true. Uh, it's false. Um, of course, it is. Mario Puzo wrote the Godfather because he was broke. <laughs> J.K. Rowling wrote all the Harry Potter shit exactly. because she was broke, too. You know, Exactly. Lack of money is a great motivator when it comes to these kinds of things. Exactly. All right. For those of you just tuning in, please don't go. <laughs> Stick around for a little while because, you know, gosh darn. You did, you did fairly well. I did okay. And I got to tell you, you know, it, it, the pressure was off of me because all I had to do was go on the button or bullshit. You had the burden of reading the question that was seven and a half minutes long. And it's extremely difficult to, to maintain energy for that, for that well, period I, of time. I wanted to be detailed in my questioning of you. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to do because, uh, you know, that's what you want to do. All right. So uh, here's... All right, each of us, we we do actually, obviously, the back and forth and the generalized saying with these little mini segments and things, but each of us in prior shows have had our own little pockets of, of stuff. So I thought, well, let's see, for Dave's thing, we've had, a, we've had Dave's world and Dave, Dave's, Dave's day and what the fuck's Dave thinking. And my personal favorite is Dave's bullet points. My aim is true. Which is basically just a high gloss graphic way of saying what's on your mind and if you want to talk politics more whatever it's, yeah, it's, your, um, it's your time dude i want you to you know except for italian gangsters we've had enough of that shit to last a long no, time i i actually i tell you what's one of the things that was on my mind we were we talked about it this morning was uh you know i told you i hope that the republicans maintain the senate just to keep this system of checks and balances you know, especially now that, you know, if it looks like Biden's going to get in, if he had the House and the Senate, it would be a, a free for all to do things like overturn the Electoral College, which you've said a number time, number of times that you thought should go. Still do. Um, you don't think you, you just think it would be fine for the Electoral College to be gone uh-huh. and just go by the popular vote. Uh-huh. That wouldn't alienate 
the, I mean, four cities would determine the the outcome of the election, right? You know, this gets back to, and this is that, the Electoral College, well, actually, I know I'm going to give a plug. If you look at, I think it's my, I don't think I put it on the Blab page. If you look on my Facebook page, you'll find I forwarded earlier this week a video. And, and remember this name. The young lady's name is Francesca Fiorentini. She does this wonderful. She's hot. Yeah, she, she really <laughs> she is. She really is. Yeah, yeah. If, if I was, you know, if I was the dirty old man, I'd go for that. But I uh, am the dirty old I man. I know you I are. <laughs> and I don't stand in line, buddy. So have at it. But she's extremely whip smart and bright. She writes the stuff herself. And she's got a little team that produces these little videos. And they, they run seven, eight, ten, twelve minutes. They're op-ed kind of stuff. But they're very entertainingly done. And she did one about the Electoral College and, and what it was all about, where it came from, and et cetera, et cetera. And in its time, it had its purposes, but it was also wrapped up in what the founders wanted to do in terms of voting rights, slavery issues, all kinds of different shit that involved. But that's fast forward. It's antiquated and out of date now for a number of reasons, not just because it fucks up the system. My problem with it is that there's no real reason if and we've I've made this speech before, so I promise I'll give you the 15 second version instead of the five minute version. If you're going to be an American, if we're going to be Americans, then God damn it, let's be Americans. Stop telling me that you're an American and then tell me that the Electoral College has to stay no matter what, because what you're telling me, what I'm hearing you say when you say that is you're not an American. You're a member of a tribe. You're an Iowan or you're a Californian or you're an Oregonian or you're a Texan or you're a Floridian because that's what the Electoral College is. It's the collection of tribes making sure that this tribe doesn't get more than that tribe doesn't get more than that tribe. Okay, who cares if 100,000 people live in Southern California and 5,000 people live in Dubuque, Iowa? Are we Americans or not? Well, yes. Well, either. Well, then. So you you would get then you would do away with the states. Is that what you're saying? If I had my way, sure. Yeah. But the, the, a good first step would be to get rid of the electoral college. And here's the other part too. Think about this as as it stands right now. And you know, I talked about this uh, at the last time we haven't checked. I don't know if you've looked at news and since no, we I, went I on. Since we went see on. if there's been any breaks. Although we were told once again that we wouldn't hear anything more about Nevada until tomorrow. What are we waiting on right now to supposedly determine whether or not Biden wins this thing or not? Well, the, the electoral votes. Well, actually, the mail-in. No, 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 votes, no. We're, but, yeah. we're waiting. I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to, to draw it into the electoral college right. argument. What specifically? What are we waiting for? Nevada, right? Isn't the electoral college designed to not make one place or another the place? Well, I don't want LA to decide. Well, the state of Nevada is about to decide. That's a good point. That's a good. It, point. It's a wonderful point. And thank you for asking. But it. Yeah, so, and people who don't want it, people who want this thing to stay, in my book, are people who simply, you know, to me, they're the political equivalent of, I don't know, my horse, my horse gets me where I need to go. Those newfangled automobile things, they're just, you know, get with the plan, man. Well, what if, what if they restructured the electoral college to, to the point where, Almost like uh, what is it? Is it Wyoming and is it New Hampshire? Which one split the split the electoral votes? Two states do that. I don't know. I think it's Wyoming and New Hampshire. Um, but you know, th- there would be a way to 
I'm a practical guy, yeah. but, but I'm a practical cynic. And that combination of those two things leads me here. Anything that can be done, and especially when it comes to the population of the United States of America and all the very interesting various levels of intelligence and or not, anything that can be done to simplify shit. Right. I'm doing two thumbs up. You can't see it. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. The Electoral College complicates things. It is meant to simplify, but it doesn't. It just complicates things. What is, and as I've said a thousand billion times, there isn't another election that takes place in this great from sea to shining sea nation. Nothing from federal all the way down to town council in Mayberry that is anything other than one vote. One person, majority wins. Mm, that's that is that is also a valid point. There's nothing clinging to this 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 thing. And, and uh, I'm sorry, I've made the point. right, right, so, yeah, right. All right, so no, that's I, I just wondered, you know, uh, if if tweaking with the format of the electoral electoral well, college would, would be better, you know. Again, I can only offer you that I, I don't see that as unless you can show me what you're talking about, and I can go, oh, well, that's kind of cool. My inclination is to say it just you let's let's take one vote one person as the baseline, okay? Why add anything to that? It's simple, it's easy. The only argument is that bullshit about we're Americans. Fuck you, you're not Americans. Don't come at me with that. I see that that offends me when somebody says that because it's like no, you're not. If we're Americans, we're a group. That's the demographic, Americans, right? I'm an American who lives in California. I'm an American, okay, because I've lived, because in my young life, when my dad moved around, because of witness protection and all that shit. <laughs> you know, bill payers, creditors, all that kind of crap. Right. I lived, That's as a why. kid, I lived in like seven or eight different states before right. I even got to high school. Right. And then I've personally lived in seven or eight different states in my lifetime. So I've lived in like seven and eight, seven and eight, would be 14 to 16 states in my lifetime. Right. Well, I've just jumped from tribe to tribe. No, I, I'm an American. I'm an American who lived in Mississippi for a while. I lived in Georgia for a while. Right. I lived in California for a while. I was born in California, but I my kids were born in Tennessee. <sighs> yeah, well, I don't want California deciding. It's arrogant, stupid, ignorant, prejudicial bullshit. To a certain extent, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll give you, I'll give you a lot of what you're saying is true, but I, I just it would it would the election would come down to to politicians just. They would campaign in four states, New York, Florida, Texas, and California. And and how many times have you – and where the fuck are they at? What's different than, than what they're doing now? How many times have you seen the term – drinking game, okay? In the last two weeks, if we'd have had a drinking game where you and I took a shot every time we saw or heard the phrase key state or battleground state or sweep states, boom, bang, we'd be drunk and dead of alcohol poisoning. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. The, the thing that's trying to be prevented is in existence anyway. So why not uncomplicate the situation at least one vote, one person, majority rules, just like every other election? If the idea is so great, how come, how come cities don't have their own version of electoral colleges? Well, you know, Main Street... They got like, you know, there's 300 people over there in that subdivision. That's 7,000 people. Well, that, that, All we're talking about is yeah. numbers. It's the same principle. Same principle, but kind of that that's not really a good example. No, it's absolutely the example. It's simply the, the smaller numbers you take. I don't want those guys on Main Street deciding who the mayor is going to be. 
I would go with a popular vote if this 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 caveat. Each candidate must campaign in every state. Well, okay. I don't know what that does for what's the what, what difference does that make? What's the point? Well, when you're there, you get to hear and see these these people. How do you regulate that? What constitutes campaigning in a state? If I fly in, wave at an airport crowd, and turn around and fly back out, I've been to the state. How are you going to? How long do they have to stay? Do they have to give one speech or ten? Do they have to have a rally or five rallies? They at least one one speech. And, and I'm just exaggerating, you know I mean? I'm yeah. exaggerating on purpose. My point right. being what I said in the outset. In this in this country, in the world for that matter, all countries, human beings, muggles, okay, keep it simple, stupid, right? And anything that doesn't do that just makes it worse and makes it more damaging. You know, I'm all about if it was a control mechanism, yeah. But I just, you know, like a mandate or something that said. But I think we talked about this once before. I mentioned to you that historically speaking, the part of the reason among many others, that Nixon lost the 1960 contest was because he, he foolishly, at the beginning of the campaign, made this ridiculous pledge to visit all, all 50 states. Right, right. And this was 1960, and he didn't have his own plane. So he was exhausted. They had him flying to Alaska to talk to seven Eskimos, you know, when Kennedy was in L.A. raking in the dough and getting the votes. Yeah. Well, it's the same principle. And, again, it's just – but getting people – the paradox of muggles – Okay, they want to. They say they want to advance. They want to move forward. They want to grow. They want to, you know, new technologies. Blah blah blah. And yet, if you look at any of the lists the Sykes offer up, one of the things that people hate more than anything else is change. Yeah, that human nature does not like change. And this election is another prime example of, you know, that. I don't want it to be. There's a lot of people who vote for Donald Trump because they don't want it to be 2020. They want it to be 1946 again. Same reason they voted for him the first time. Uh, I didn't say all of yeah. them. I said a lot of them. I'm sure there there is a group of people that... There's a large group of those people. Yeah. They're, they're called Republicans, but they're not. They're simply... And those are the people who are victimized by the con. Because Donald doesn't... He's not going to make it 1946 for them anymore. He's going to tell them that he is. And then do whatever the fuck he wants. And that's why we've come to where we are. So yeah. your original point was electoral. It needs to go. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's it's... It's out of date. It's antiquated, and and it doesn't it doesn't help. And the only the only argument anybody seems to be able to come up with is I don't want New York deciding. Well, Nevada's about to. So what the fuck? And we're either American. You can't be on when. And I and I've said this. I'll say it one more time, and then shut up. You know. Well, of course I can be an Iowa and an American. No, you can't. You can't. Not like that. Okay, you can be an American who lives in Iowa, well, yeah, and you can be proud of Iowa and t- take pride in your community. And yeah, most most well, most people are proud of their state. Well, of course, you know, but that's tribal shit. When it comes down to choosing someone who's going to be a leader, quote unquote, for the entire nation, then it's got to be an American vote, not a tribal vote. The electoral college makes it a tribal vote. Hey, well. Uh, <laughs> Here's the other thing. If we, if we get rid of the Electoral College, maybe we need to get rid of the two-party system. Oh, I wouldn't blow the fuck out of that if, if I had... If I were king, you, you, you know, you'd like the country yeah. that I put together. 
You know, we'd have cake and shit in that. <laughs> Would the women love me long time? All right. Well, that's entirely depending on how much money you got. All right, we'll be back in 20 seconds. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, I... um. I'm going to further this, or maybe do it a little bit differently. I'm just Dave's Dave's bullet points, his little moment. And if you're looking, if you're watching the live stream, but you're just joining us, where the hell you been? Uh, I just wanted to announce. Look at all those drop frames. My God, we don't have any video going on here, and it's jumping the drop. I'm watching the damn thing jump as it's going right now, which means that the, this 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 broadcast is is buffering like a mother. The podcast shouldn't be affected diversely or adversely, but Jesus Christ. Thank God. Well, again, and you know what? This happens. We've been doing a little experiment. For those of you who, and I'll promise short explanation because this is like a snooze. Drop frames is the amount of time that this, that the, the recording process slows down for whatever reason, like the broadband is crowded or whatever. What it does is when you're we're watching a video and suddenly you see it, a little circle, it freezes and the little circle's going around and it says buffering. That means that it's trying to catch up so that it can resume broadcasting and streaming. We had no problem at all. I was keeping an eye on it all the way along, up until about 6 o'clock, and it's almost like 6 o'clock a bell went off, and the thing is jumping. It looks like the stock market crashing 100 points at a time, bing, bang, bang, and I think it has a lot to do with what we've talked about with this people home, people home yep. Zooming, and the teaching, and tomorrow's lessons, and all the rest of that shit. Why don't we next week just record it and then put it out there? Well, the beauty of this is this is also being recorded in two yeah. hours. So, yeah, don't worry about that. The quality of the podcast should be fine, and this is a large reason why we jumped off the vidcast, because the videos were just slowing us down. As opposed to the explanation of why we slowed down, which is slowing us down. Immensely. Or the quiz, the quiz with the long questions. And the questions. Part two, part two of that quiz, by the way, next week. So be sure and be with us. All right. Dave's got his bullet points, but me, I like being lib dribble. I, um, got one for you. Here's, okay. here's something I'd like to do away with, and I'm not sure how we could do it. But I'd like to figure it out. Okay. Along with the electoral college, let's let's dump all the other shit we don't need. And I'm all about dumping the two party system, but making it realistically done. You know, the two party system is dumped. The problem is, it's not just that; it's the structure. I got into a discussion with somebody online the other day, and I went to two comments back and forth before I finally went. You know, well, okay, have a good day, which is the <laughs> which is the polite social media equivalent of you fucking moron. I'm never going to get through to you. They were talking about. They were rag, kept ragging about some third party candidate they were going to vote for. Yesterday, right, yesterday. right. Joe Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah. I said, okay, you know, yeah. Do you understand that your vote means nothing? And by that I mean it's only symbolic. It means something to them. Other than that, well, yeah. but in terms of having any effect on the election whatsoever. Nothing. And I finally posted one more time today on my own Facebook page as a little recap for somebody that came up with the same thing. I said, all right, I'm going to do this one time and then I'm going to leave it alone because I keep trying to make it in ways that people can understand. If you vote for a third party candidate, if you don't vote for Biden or for Trump or if you don't vote at all, but if you don't vote for one or the other, here's what you're doing. You're expressing your opinion. You're, you're taking a stand, which is your prerogative and privilege to do. 
the impact on this election is the same result as if you were sitting in a bar room having a call one with your friends and you shared your opinion with them. Right. Okay. And the clever metaphor that I came up with is, you know what? Do everybody a favor here. Put that shit aside this time, especially, and use your hammer to hit a nail and build something, not just to bang and make noise. He said bang. He said bang. There's the two party. <laughs> There's the two party thing, but that's the other thing. But here's my thing. Boy, did the pollsters fuck this up again? Yeah, but but almost across the board now, not just little pockets of this. Not the Fox News got it wrong from their point of view, and the MSNBC got it just all of them. Yes, yeah. okay. And a lot of the things we talked about, I would, and I said this even before the results of the election came along. This has been my thing for a while. I think they're illegal. What, the polls, pollsters? I think I could make a case. I don't know case law, and I'd be interested. We could track down an attorney and talk to them and see if we, we wanted to talk to us about this. But here's my, here's my contention. I am aware, to some extent, if I'm not mistaken, and gosh, that so seldom happens, that it's illegal to do anything that may adversely affect the outcome of an election. Okay. I think that's one of the reasons. I think you're correct. Yeah, there's one of. I don't know what the specific laws are. That's one of the reasons you're not allowed to quote unquote campaign within 50 yards of the voting booths and all that other symbolic bullshit. Well, when somebody hears, not everybody, but when people hear polls, well, you know, Joe Blow is 62 percent ahead. They go, "Fuck, I'm not going to vote." That's affecting the election. So why these things aren't contested, I don't know. But that said, if I were king along with trashing the Electoral College, I would say, here's how it goes. I'll get, I'll get Donald's executive order uh, etch-a-sketch out. And, 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 and here, <laughs> etch-a-sketch. Here's what I would go with. <laughs> I haven't heard that in forever. Here's what I would go with. Internal polling, candidates who need it and want it, use it, knock yourself out. Okay, Free country, <laughs> quote-unquote. Yeah, public do, do polling, but now. Public, public polling and public release of polling information, absolutely not. It doesn't. Say, yeah, I can see that. You know, do your fucking homework, okay? And it's easy now with social media and right. with, with debates on cable TV and, and replays and all the rest of that and whatever. Do your homework. That's your job. It's your civic duty. Polling should be nothing. Polling is a manipulative tool. Yes. That's yeah. all it is. And it's now been proven time and time again to be... You know, well, the last two election cycles, the polls were so far off. And history will tell you, if you do your history and you read into it, if you want to or you're so inclined, you'll find, and I, I hearken back to say, like, it was fairly new but fairly used. The Kennedy campaign in 1960 used it extensively. They hired a guy named Lewis Harris, who in the day was kind of the counterpoint. You've heard of the Gallup poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, George Gallup was kind of the originator of the concept. Lewis Harris was sort of the... Uh, George Gallup was Coke... Lewis Harris was Pepsi. Okay. And Harris, the Kennedy family basically hired Lewis Harris to get polling. For a candidate who wants to know what the feeling is among his potential voters and doesn't have the resources to talk to every single voter over the course of the election campaign, polling can be a very valuable tool. Right. But to release, take those fucking shopping center clipboard polls and then or phone polls or however they do it now and then turn it into this information that's broadcast all over TV and radio and in print all the time saying, you know, Joe Biden is 11 points ahead here and 12 points ahead there. That affects the outcome of the election because it affects whether people are going to vote and how they're going to vote. They need to go. Go away. Simplify. Simplify what? Testify. 
Hey, I tell you simplify. what, while we're talking about things that need to, need to be drastically changed or at least removed, uh-huh. I think our the whole mode of voting needs to change. Okay. Yeah, a, a good example would be the Amber Alert system on your cell phone. How many? What percentage of Americans have cell phones that of voting age? Would you think it had to be in the ninety percent percentile? Correct. I would think, considering the, the age, you know, two year olds who have their own phones. So, if you have an Amber Alert system that can go out to everybody in a certain area, yeah, why don't you expand that area to the country? Give everybody a one time pin individual to each cell phone owner okay that has this you know that has a social security number you got to give your social when you get a cell phone right and you enter that one-time pin and vote and it's done instantaneously i'm not sure i make the connection as to what what's the value here well you eliminate all of the mail-ins you eliminate all oh, of the, oh, oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, you, I'm right. you know what you. i'm saying yeah yeah sorry yeah uh, yeah, I you know in an enlightened society, I mean we have the technical technological capability to do something like that. Yeah, you're basically talking about a, a more secure version of of voting for who's the American Idol. Yes, exactly. The, 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 if it's good enough for American Idol, it's good enough for a presidency. Even better. <laughs> I'm all about it. And under ordinary circumstances, I think that, you know, I'd like to think that, that, that if Biden, if, well, it doesn't matter if, if Biden happens to be in the, in the position right now, if he, if he wins this thing, if, if Donald is gone, okay, and, I, and I've, that's been a, a riff of mine since the get go, kind of reverse optimism. And even before any, we got anywhere near close to this reelection campaign, I've said my, my third largest problem with Donald Trump is that he's in the way right. of so many things we could be accomplishing. This is one of those things. I think these are the kinds of things that can be talked about among reasonable people who would say, you know, let's figure it out. Let's put all the, you know, put great minds to work. The problem with having somebody in charge who who literally pathologically believes that he's the smartest person in the fucking room at all times is that any good ideas, any good ideas that come in the direction, get the door slammed. Right. Unless you can make him think it's his own. And who has time for that kind of coddling? So blah, blah, goodbye, bye, Donald, with any kind of luck. But, yeah, I agree 100%. The technology is there. The the things we use to – it's 2020. Right. You know, I'm at an age where somebody said once, they said, well, you know, why don't we have this or why don't we have that? And I said, well, you know, technology just kind of got sidetracked. I said, well, computers. I said – yeah, but I remember when there wasn't, and I now I know that there are. And I said, if I look at it over the whole scheme of how it's progressed, I said, what we've basically done is we've created, or what's been created, as opposed to all these amazing things that can be done that haven't been done, is that it's basically a way to to, to play video games a whole lot cooler than we could on Commodore 64, and it's a, a way to stream high-level, high-quality porn. Other than that... I love that. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> well, don't we all? But still. I agree. But these are the kinds of things that take they take people who are in a position to do things like this forward thinking, but be able to yeah. say, you know, I have a vision. Let's go to the moon and yeah. not just, you know, space force. I mean, let's commit to putting a man on the moon right, safely right. back within the decade. Well, let's, we, can't, let's, we can't go to the moon because of the aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> All right. I uh, oh, the one thing I asked, remember, we were going to talk about real briefly was, and it was in the news, just by way of for generational purposes. Me, in particular, only because I'm a little older than Dave, was Sean Connery's passing. Oh yeah. 
Well, he lived to be 90. You know, a lot of people were saying, and I'm that guy, you know, I'm the one that goes, come on. You know, yeah, it's sad that he's gone, but come on. Fuck, he lived 90 years. He lived a good life. life. Yeah, then some. And he'll be remembered for a long, 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 long time. And many, many roles. He's more than just James Bond. That's right. And I always love the the moment, the quick story, because it was told to me by Andrew Gold, the singer, when I phone interviewed him many years ago before he passed away at an untimely age. He was of the age where he was a big fan of the Beatles and of James Bond, 1964. He and I were the same age. In fact, I may have said this before. I don't know whether I did or not. The song, his his biggest hit, I guess, besides Thank You for Being a Friend, but only because of Golden Girls, his biggest hit was a song called Lonely Boy. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. The opening lyrics to that song, uh, Summer Day, 1951, and with a slap of a hand, he landed as an only son. Me too. Yeah. I mean, exactly the same. We were on a parallel line. Right, I didn't right. admit the guy. I had a charming conversation. He told me the story about how he, when he, he got to meet the Beatles when he was a young guy because his dad was important and blah, blah, blah. And he was a big James Bond fan. And he went to see Goldfinger. And there's a scene in Goldfinger where they're laying in bed and the champagne gets warm. So he goes to the refrigerator and she says it's not a big deal. And um, he chastises her because you don't drink champagne at a certain temperature. And what Connery said was... My dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. (laughs) (laughs) And Gold said, my idol is dissing my idols. Well, it was in a script. What do you yeah, mean? that's 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 awesome. There was some backslap, though. I noticed online this week uh, that some of the folks dredged up some old interviews that Connery did through the years, where he was a proponent of slapping women around if they needed it. Uh, and that's- perhaps I, I I didn't see any of that, but uh, I loved him in like Time Bandits. Uh, okay. Yeah, Monty yeah. Python. You know, Cleese put Cleese and uh, Terry Gilliam. Uh, put up nice, nice. You know, Somebody's got a really nice montage of like ten, it was one of those uh, clickbait type videos online, but it's cool because they took like what they considered to be the top ten other James Bond movies. I mean, other Sean Connery movies besides Bond, right? Uh, the Man Who Would Be King, uh, Untouchables. Time, the, the Untouchables, the one he won his Oscar for. That's that was cute. I don't know whether I told you that story or not. My wife is one of these people that when she zeroes in on things and she likes what she likes, she thinks that uh, if you asked her to name the greatest film in cinematic history, she would probably say Transformers. She just liked the first Transformers right, movie. Right. I mean, and I say, how about Gone with the Wind? Yeah, that's okay. Citizen Kane, Birth of a Nation. The yeah. Godfather. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Transformer. <laughs> when Sean Connery passed away, I said, tell oh, Sean Connery died. He was 90 and da 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 She goes, oh, well... It's, you know, he'll always be immortalized and remembered for Dr. No. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, it was the first Bond movie, so that's cool. Right. First Connery Bond movie. I said, but then, you know, he won an Oscar for The Untouchables. Right. Yeah. But, you know, Dr. No is a great movie. <laughs> well, she's a one-issue voter, too, so it doesn't there surprise you go. At all. There you go. Anyway, by way of mentioning that life well lived. And, yes, yes. Uh, you, know. you will be missed. Although he's been out of circulation since, when did they say he quit working? It's been a while, but I understand now that the last few years he's had dementia. Yeah. So, but once again, he lived to be 90 years old. I would love to hear him yell at me in that voice. You know, some crazy. Well, if we were still doing videos, I would have thrown up the clip, but it would have frozen the program even worse than it was now. But uh, Daryl Hammond, the guy who was on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. He used to do the Jeopardy. Yeah. I'll take the uh, I'll take the rapist for uh, fifty there, Alex. <laughs> I'll take Latitz now. <laughs> That's right. That's therapists, Sean. 
And oh. and little quick side note to let this go, friend of ours here locally, uh, he's a state representative who just got reelected, and congratulations, uh, Sean Lynn here in the Delaware area, the Dover area. He did a charming little uh, personal tribute to Sean Connery when Connery passed, saying that he was, as a kid, he was a James Bond fan. But he personally identified with him because his name is also Sean, spelled the same way. And he had to go through a number of years in his life when he was younger when people who don't know would call him Scene. Yeah. Because they didn't realize that that was pronounced the way it was. Right. And his name is Sean Lynn, L-Y-N-N. And a friend of his from high school chimed in on the comment thread and said, yep, I remember when you were Scene Lean. (laughs) (laughs) So Sean Lynn, Sean Connery, well done. Sean's a good guy. Let's do rim shots. Oh, look, it's Dave doing uh, rim shots, <laughs> introing us up. It's a fan favorite. That's right, this particular segment. Got some stuff from Dave's interest in here, too. University of Texas researchers are saying that hot weather does, in fact, not affect COVID at all, because weather doesn't affect COVID at all. Just like 233,000 dead COVID victims don't seem to do all that much to affect the Electoral College either. <laughs> a bar in Houston, this is for Dave, a bar in Houston claims they are the first gay bar to ever be used as an official polling place. <laughs> he said poll. The, the owners say, <laughs> he said pussy. That's Sean Connery. The owners say they are proud to strike a blow for democracy. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. <laughs> All right, here's a pop quiz for you in the, in the rim shots category. Okay. It's just happened this week. It got enough views to be officially listed now as the most watched video ever on YouTube. You have any idea what it is? Uh, Gangnam style. That would be a good guess, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that was in the billions, I think. No. What, what, what is it? Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Yeah, and uh, you thought that uh, the election was the reason to not want to go on living anymore. (laughs) 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 All right. Netflix is going to raise their standard rate by a dollar a month, and we did the math on that. It figures out to about 10 cents for every person who knows the password and logs on to the account. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on like three different people's accounts. I don't ever pay for that Uh, shit. All right. And one last political notation, and that's just cool. I threw this guy 10 bucks. I like him, and I'm happy about this. Astronaut Mark Kelly is going to go to the Senate from Arizona. Yes, I saw that. He uh, beat the GOP temporary who was put in after John McCain died. And you know, Kelly piloted the shuttle a couple of times, and now he's uh, going to go to Uranus. He said, <laughs> No, no, no. He's going to go to Uranus, or as he's better known, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> And the only other thing I brought over from the other dealio when the thing with the jello pudding was, <laughs> was the parting shots. <laughs> and here's an interesting phenomenon. Phenomenon. Very quick. Phenomenon. Doing my impression of Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to have like a weekly, especially when he becomes president and he has to talk a lot. Absolutely. And I want yeah. it known here and right now, and it's not conditional if he wins, although if he doesn't. It's looking win, like he will. But if, or let's just say, stop saying that shit, okay? I'm superstitious. <laughs> this morning you were all about, well, we're just going to get used to the second term. Um, I'm all about it. I'm very Saturday Night Live-ish in my, my contempt and ridicule and, and humorous satirical. I would have done Donald. 
Okay, in that sense, right? If the motherfucker had had any sense of humor about himself, but he doesn't. Okay, Joe's the kind of guy who will be the first person. Who will probably they get go to on. play Joe? Have they already had somebody? Well, play Jim Carrey's been doing it, but he's been catching crap for it in some manner of speaking in for him, whatever. I yeah. just just find some sleepy guy and let it go at that. <laughs> sleepy guy, you know. I'm just Maya Rudolph's going to be delighted if this is oh plays yeah, her, she's, she's got a career bump. She's going a couple of years worth of or four years actually yeah. worth of worth of Kamala. Anyway, parting shots. You got anything? No. <laughs> oh, what I started to say was, yeah, you know, we'll we'll do Biden. You know, that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be funny, yeah. Because it will be. It will be, it will be the return to <laughs> the sense of humor. Somebody, yes. I think I'd have to go back and look it up, but I don't remember. I want to say it was Nashville songwriter Bobby Braddock, who I've discussed with a few times. And he posted something, and, and it was very poignant, and it was yesterday during the election. And he said, you know, um, and he made the I should have pulled it, but I didn't. You can, you can find it if you want. He, he makes this list of things that, that don't exist in the White House as it's been for the last four years. He said, there's no joy. There's no art. There's no music. There's no performances. There's no, and he went on. He said, there's no dog. Yeah, he, I think he's the first president that didn't have a dog. There's no cat. Right? There's no. There's no pictures of them on vacation in Nassau as a family. There's no. There's no. And the point was made that this is just a. This is just a miserable circumstance with a miserable group of people that have just made, along with all the other differences we may have back and forth about policies and blah blah blah. Right. Just Debbie fucking downers. You know, mm. we're a fun country. <laughs> Since when? Passing gas. <laughs> I want to thank, by the way, very quickly, crediting of, with the, some of the revamping that we've done with this new audio-only version. Thanks so much. And these will be available. The The full uh, broadcast will be available on uh, Podomatic. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Sam's Club, uh, Kmart. Uh, uh, you can get them by the bundle. At Arby's. Yeah. But you have to buy the whole big curly fries thing. And whoever got the fuck off of the broadband because we dropped like 8,000 frames, they were dropping 200 at a time, and then all of a sudden, now we're back to the Yeah, and somebody turned the porn off. <laughs> I'd like to explain to whoever that is that's, that's messing up with our thing. It's causing all this buffering on our end because of the suckage that you're doing with the... Um, he said dick. No, I said suck <laughs> That you're doing with the broadband. Regular quality porn... On most computer screens, it's good enough. It's good enough. You don't need the high def shit. I read that somewhere. <laughs> Trust me on that. Okay. All right. You don't have any no parting shot. I got no parting. Did shot. you check the news to see if anybody's awarded Nevada or Wisconsin? I, or no, they're not going to award. Did Nevada Lindsey tonight. Graham fall off the earth? Did Mitch, no, Mitch, no. Mitch, Mitch is fine. Burst into flames. Mitch is healthy. All right. Happy. Happy and fat as a cat. Happy as fat as a cat. Uh, well, you know, Mitch. Mitch is Mitch. He's gonna get. He's gonna get along. Well, he needs to be gone, and if he can't, you know, what's he got? Six more years of life? No, no. Uh, uh, when he was can only hope. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I just. He's he's the old school in the worst way. We deserve yeah. we deserve better, and I'm excited about. Well, excited is a strong word because it still isn't a done deal. I'm cautiously looking forward to the possibility that four years from now we'll have some new and exciting we talked about that Republicans as well. once they can come out from like the munchkins coming out from come out, come <laughs> out wherever you are. 
and the Democrats with some, you know, let's put Buttigieg and Dan Crenshaw, all these people, yeah. who, you know, the new bloods, the uh, the new frontier. My brother Bobby and uh, my brother Teddy. Yeah, I was glad that. Uh, do, do you remember the? And I think you actually you actually ran it on our show. Believe it or not, remember the the handicapped guy that that stood. For yeah, pledge, he won. He won a seat in the house. Good for him. Yeah, so you know, it's it, new blood. People like that, just new blood. Well, and the key kids here is, and this is the old person talking now. All right, extremism. Barry Goldwater got praised many, 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 many years ago by his conservative factions of 1964 by saying extremism in the, in the defense of liberty is no vice. That was 1964. Extremism, with the exception of the defense of liberty, extremism in any case is absolutely counterproductive. Yes. Okay. Every life is lived in the middle. It's not lived on one side or the other. And this constant insistence of being all the way left or all the way right. And it, what little glimmers of encouragement I saw when I kind of scrolled through the results, I noticed that some of the more radical, and especially like in this area here too, I noticed. This, this dipshit that I mentioned a couple of weeks back or three weeks back, Witsky. But Lauren Witsky, yeah. Yeah, she didn't come close to, no, to no. beating Coons, and Coons is no prize. No, but he, he's a Democrat in Delaware. It's, but but yeah. the point was, if the Republican, even our friend Frank Knotts, the Republican guy, would, would say, because he's been saying it, he's been verbalizing it, if the Republicans would put up viable candidates you right know, stop putting these wing nuts up it's like michelle bachman and all these nutcases that just you know stop it stop it it's counterproductive it doesn't get anybody anywhere and damn it we're a fun country there we go all right so that's that now we're hung up on one other thing and then we're good to go we're not doing the vidcast so people are basically just listening to us right. and then i thought you know our sign off for usual is like to say we'll see you next week on the blab well no <laughs> so then just for real quick i wouldn't belabor the point but i thought well you know what did we do? We just go, well, we'll catch you next now. We'll hear you next time. That sounds stupid. Well, we'll be back with more blab. That sounds like a commercial break. So it's a poser and a ponder. I don't really know what the hell to say, except we'll work on it. If you have any ideas, be sure and let us I'll know. I have to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you too. Right in. John, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 my friend John Deliani always listens. So, John. John, your, send home, it your homework for this week. Get us a good sign off. Yeah, and make it short and sweet. couple of words. And don't don't throw any of that shit with you know, Biden sucks or any of those kinds of things. That, you know, people get cute. You know, I was I was cuting when you were in diapers, pal. So don't pull that uh, crap. Out. In the meantime, wear the masks. Yes, mask up. And uh, we'll we'll be with you again next week on the, the blab. The blab. <laughs> <laughs>